0: Found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. Seventeen hundred K B G G.
1: Hi, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome in. It's a Friday, a rainy one at that. Trent Connor and myself with you for the next couple of hours. We'll brighten up your lunch hours. We talk sports with you, and we promise to do just that. It's a Friday. It's football season. That means we are absolutely packed in the first hour of the program. Coming up on the Dr. Stephen Fuller & Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. Uh, 2822 twenty-eight, twenty-two, East 29th Street in Des Moines or 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Dylan Montz is going to be here at 1225-ish. We'll get the Iowa State perspective on the Cyhawk ma- uh, matchup. Dylan wearing a couple of hats at the Ames Tribune this week as the editor, the sports editor, Travis Hines. Congratulations to him. Uh, and his wife, uh, as they had a baby, and I believe Travis is still out on paternity leave as Dylan's covering the Hoops program. It's camera large story, Trent. I'm not sure if you followed it mm-hmm. at all. Dylan's got a piece. Randy Peterson has a piece in the register. Really good story. Easy kid to root for. You know, he's going down the wrong path and seemingly got a lot of help writing it. But here's the thing. It's one thing for it to be pushed in that direction. It's a whole other thing to be willing to be pushed in that direction and to absorb what you're being taught or learned or the lesson that's being, you know, put out in front of you. So, easy to get the root for and a talented player. And a talented player. I
2: mean that that goes hand in hand and I'm sure there's been so many people just trying to look, you have a lot in front of you. Mm-hmm. Who knows if it turns into be right. NBA? But at the very least, he can make a lot of money. Yes, he can. Playing overseas. Don't throw it away. He has a opportunity from a college education, from yep. a great institution yep. at Iowa State University. And you
1: only get one of these chances, Trent. Don't mess it up. I agree. And, and
2: sometimes it just takes the right verbiage from somebody, mm-hmm. the right person getting a hold of you. But good on him to listen. Absolutely. Because, Kent, we've seen this story so many times in the past.
1: Sadly, it, does, it doesn't end well most times.
2: And... Let's hope this is a story yeah. that, that we can tell our grandkids about, that, that there was this guy that had some trouble, yeah. but he persevered, he got himself help, and now you might know him as Cameron Lard, NBA Hallster. You know, I mean, it's, it's a story that very well could happen. He's taking those steps.
1: Yeah, no, I'm rooting for him. Absolutely rooting for him. No doubt about that. And uh, so Dylan Mott's coming up, but mostly football, but I do think we have to, you know, kind of uh, find a way to sneak the camera lard uh, conversation into things. Well, Tom Kaker's going to be here. but all accounts, a really big recruiting weekend over in Iowa City. Now, I think it's, I mean, it's both, right? It's it's basketball recruiting wise and football recruiting wise. Correct. Tom covers. Well, I mean, Rivals is outstanding uh, at the recruiting coverage. Oh, 24-7, if they cut into their, I don't want to say monopoly, but Rivals was seemingly the go-to recruiting, recruiting database. Is it still, I mean, 24-7 seems to be a. They get a lot of ESPN quotes or, you know, big publications quote this recruiting website. Mm-hmm. And so 24-7, if they kind of. Well, twenty four seven
2: is—it's also part of scout. Scout morphed into that. Right. I, I think a portion of it, and it's—it's it's a bad headache. I bet Rivals for fifteen years. Mm-hmm. So I just go to Rivals on
1: Tom's site. Yes. Well, Tom will be here twelve forty five. We'll get the uh, Hawkeye perspective on things. The—the—the um, the, the injury situation in Kelly Martin. I mean, I—you know—and
2: that's not it. Nick Easley didn't oh. play a whole lot. He played both Smith Marsmet set and Smith uh-huh. played over 40 snaps uh-huh. easily was like 21 mm. there's something So do not think he's there. been passed over? No, no. I I don't see a guy that caught 50 some pile Yeah, but you know
1: either. my my feeling on Nick Easley and again, I mean, wonderful story, it's kind of like Matt Vandenberg, if he's going to be your guy that's leading your team, you're going to you know, you're going maybe it's not going to be as as a wow of a season as you thought and that's no that's not a a knock on the kid Mm -hmm. smith um or smith marset i think need to be the guy that leads this team leads the wide receivers and nick easley did last year i don't know if they you know what kind of offense they're going to have if he's your leading receiver
2: can he lead your team in receptions and not yards yeah of course okay all right
1: because you think that's the guy yeah yeah Mm
2: -hmm. Nick Easley, though he's made plays. I mean, the Penn State mm-hmm, game a year ago no question. went up in coverage and, and made a play there. So, But yeah, he, he's your guy. Yeah, If he's also your leader in yards per catch, uh, that's, I think, yes, I completely agree with you there. Right. But if he catches 50 balls and smith moves catches sticks. 35, but he's averaging 16 a catch, mm-hmm. then you're fine. I think you can get by that way. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. Uh,
1: so that's the first hour of the program, and then we're going to uh, switch to the uh, NFL, at least in the first part of the 1 o'clock hour. Dave Sinekin, boy, this Sunday night, is, is, you know, last night's, by, by the way, the ratings last night of the football game, we'll talk about the game itself, they were down last night. I won did the delay factor into it? I'm trying to figure out why America... The first NFL game of the year, NBC seven twenty. At least we thought it was going to be seven twenty. It ended up being what eight oh five or something like that. So there was a delay. Did the delay factor into the disappointing ratings that um, came about after that game last night? I think it played a piece, but not a big one.
2: Nothing substantial. Why You're, weren't we? Why wasn't America watching? It's Atlanta,
1: Philly. Needle movers, you know. No. It's the first game of the year, though. It's the defending Super Bowl. But champs. it always is. Yeah, it is. So right. it's it's matchup dependent, mm-hmm. right? And Kansas City, New England was a more popular game than yeah. Philly, Atlanta. Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady is. I, Tom Brady. Yeah, that's true. Yep, yeah. I get You're, you. Tom Brady or Nick Foles? What are you going to sell? No, I know, there. I know. I'm with you there. Yeah. Uh, so and <laughs> will Sunday be a better barometer? Maybe if if the if the NFL is maybe I don't. It's never going to lose its foothold. It may be not as high up on on the pecking order. Leaking if, oil. That's a good way to put it. If we if we uh, reconvene on Monday, and the Sunday night numbers are down, is the NFL it's got a problem? I mean, this is Bears Packers. This is Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. This is the Packers and the Bears, the oldest rivalry in the league. What was Sunday Night Football Week 1 a year ago? I don't know the answer to that, but I will But when we get back on Monday. I will answer your question.
2: Numbers will be down. Mm -hmm. Numbers are down in everything. Why is that? Because not as many people watch television anymore. Is that that true, do you think? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or they
1: consume it in different ways. So you're you're saying that if you watch it online, the streaming numbers are not factored into the... And more people are streaming than ever before. I, I can buy into that. And I don't think people just sit down to watch games like they did. It's just people. What is wrong with this country? I, if it's not a great down question. It's games. a
2: great question. And luckily, I'm sure our audience is not that way. No, but I, th- I agree with you there. When you look big picture, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. People are not going to invest three and a half hours on a football game. Maybe they'll check in. And I don't know how that counts. And Nielsen ratings and maybe you get a quarter of an hour for somebody that checks
1: in or watch the final play or whatever it is, but Did the 26 penalties the 26 um, penalties that were marked off factor into anything last night? They TV were penalties. I would say no. So you don't think people ducked out because, good God, what has happened to this game, he can't even hit him? There was another example of him yes, last night. Yes, yes. He can't put your body weight up. How do you get off a quarterback if you've got him wrapped up and you're taking him to the ground? How do you contort your body in the split second before the quarterback hits the ground without getting flagged 15 yards for tackling the quarterback? You roll off the exact right way without putting
2: pressure on his body it's
1: ridiculous. It is, Trent. I get player safety. Yeah,
2: I do you too. You do too.
1: Mm-hmm. But come on, Julio Jones, as they, as uh, Chris <laughs> Collinsworth pointed out in the game last night, I think he said it was his way of putting it. Maybe not the uh, the gentlest way. He would have got killed in the old days if we would have got across the middle. Is what he did was his head knocked off, mm-hmm. and he would have. Um, now that the safeties are, and, and if that's what it's going to take to save the foot, to save the sport, I'm all for it. I'm all yes. for it. It could
2: be something with helmets down the line. Mm -hmm. It could be the way, way we see football is going to probably look completely different in 10 years. But as long as the sport is still there in some level... It's a great sport. Yeah, no, I'm. It's entertaining.
1: I'm with you. It's it's the best time of the year. It's yeah. a college, NFL, and you've got high school tonight. We'll get to that in a second. As mm-hmm. I'm anxious to know where you're heading out. Well, I do know. I saw you tweet it on Twitter earlier, and I think I'm, I'm glad that you're giving those two schools. It's not you could have easily gone to Johnston versus Dowling tonight, yep. like everybody else. I'm assuming in the All market. Right. I'm glad that you're you are expanding the coverage, and you're going to include the Rail Splitters and the Jayhawks. Next week will be Valley Walkie, though. Of course it will. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't give me too much All crap. right. Yeah, go back to that. Well,
2: start next week. No, it should be a lot of fun. And Des Moines Lincoln could get off to a 3-0 and start. And somebody help me out here. Southsider, give me a tweet because I couldn't find in My information it goes back 12, 15 years. They've never been 3-0 and during that time period to start a season. And remember, you know, before, it really didn't matter because all that mattered is district play. Well, now with the new RPI uh-huh. system, yes. this is going to matter. I agree. And if the rails can get off to a four- And,
1: and high school football needed this change, yes. Trent, because the last couple of years, as you mentioned, it was irrelevant. It was. It's the month of September.
2: It, all that Well, it, it mattered for maybe home field. Okay. That, but-
1: But you get my that, point. Yeah, it to get
2: into the playoffs, uh-huh. all that mattered yep. is what you did in district play. That changes now. And uh, it's for a couple spots, a couple wild card spots, but it's a good thing. And mm-hmm. maybe we'll see an upstart team. Maybe it will be the Southsiders that make a run and they'll get their shot against Dowling in the opening round. Whatever it may be, they'll get to go up against Valley and see if they can pull the upset. They got uh, a really nice running back. In fact, a kid that was at Urbandale and then his family moved to the Southside and now is at Lincoln. Burnside is his last name, Javon Burnside. A uh, couple of kids with the last name of Storm what great names, huh? <laughs> Perfect for today, including their quarterback. Really fun team and some big kids on this Lincoln roster. So I'm excited. I haven't called a Lincoln game, I would guess, since Adam Robinson hmm.
1: and uh, Jordan Bernstein were there. Yep. So what, And they, had, they were separate years, right? One one was ahead of the other. Yes. Jo- uh, Bernstein was before Adam Robinson? I thought it was vice versa. Was it? But, uh, meh, then, memories failing. Yeah, but, I'm with you. But that was, what, eight?
2: Ten years ago? Oh, when they for were in high sure, school. Sure, ten years ago. Yeah,
1: nine. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, well, I'm glad you're doing that game tonight. Mm-hmm. So back to the guest list. Dave Sinikin is going to uh, uh give us the Green Bay perspective of Packers Bears a Sunday night. I'm not wishing my weekend away, but boy, that's a juicy Sunday night football matchup. Paul Allen. Thank you to our friends, my friends, Leon Emmons at Mister Executive. Uh, Paul, going to be here with us every single Friday that the Vikings play, meaning he's off for the bye week. He'll be in Vegas. That's what ah, he always yes, does. Yes. Um, so he won't join us for the Vikings bye. But every single time that the Vikings have a game week, even if it's Thursday, Paul will be here on Friday to recap at one fifteen. Mark it on your calendars, you Vikings fan. He's a very, very popular uh, radio voice. Uh, known him for a long time and uh, grateful that, A, he's willing to come on here uh, with uh, you and I, Trent, on a weekly basis and more so or as much uh, to my friend Leon Emmons, Mr. Executive, uh, who makes that possible. And then Bamabob will wrap things up. We'll go around college football. What do you think of the slate this week at first blush? I love it. Did you? Because I did. I'll be honest. I struggled to find from a betting angle. Oh, Sure. And, and when I first looked at the slate, I don't know, Monday this week or whatever it was, Labor Day, Tuesday, I don't know. But I thought, yeah, I mean, I, there's a couple of games, and any college football week's better than a non-college college football week. Cyhawk was, you know, so much better seemingly than any of the other. But the more, I get, the more I look into it a little bit, there's some juicy games, Trent Condon. The Big Ten slate this week is
2: outstanding. Now, don't look at Week 3. It goes bad? the other way. You get Penn State, Pitt, mm-hmm. in-state rivalry. That's fun. Nebraska, Colorado. I love it. An old rivalry. Yes. Getting back together. Duke, Purdue. Now I get it. No, no, no. Duke uh, Northwestern. Duke Northwestern. Excuse me. Yeah. Duke Northwestern. What else? Minnesota Fresno.
1: And that's a tight point spread too. It, by the it way, is. you see that? I mean, a pretty good game. Do you remember overall. what Duke did to Northwestern last year? They crushed them. Uh, that's right. Killed them. Michigan State, Arizona State. Love that game, Trent. Got an
2: opinion. 110 degrees mm-hmm. down in 10 1045 Eastern. Indiana, Virginia, at least two power conference. Yeah. conferences. I mean, it's for a non-conference uh-huh. week in Ohio we State. We saw State plays some athletes
1: Rutgers. on Indiana last week. <laughs> yes. It's, Big Ten's got a good slate this That's week. That's not bad. It's and, of course, bad. Iowa State mm-hmm. at the forefront of it. I'm with you. Um, and we both have opinions. We'll save them for later, but I'm not changing.
2: Is this the best football just strictly taking... Well, it has a
1: chance to be. I mean, we don't know how it's going to play out. We, the, I mean, the overtime games were
2: spectacular. That first overtime game, I would, I still maintain, wasn't that well-played. It was kind of sloppy. The 44-41 game? The first one, mm-hmm. the Alexander Robinson touchdown. Yeah, 44-40. I think last year was a lot more well-played. That game, it was exciting because there was a lot of points, but last year I thought was a lot more well-played overall and more exciting mm-hmm. even with that you don't need points, though, to have a great one. Because I don't think we're going to get I'm, points.
1: I don't think there's going to be a ton of points either. I'm, now
2: let's hope it's better than 9-6. No, but I think it's 2016,
1: 21-17, <laughs> yeah. somewhere in there. I buy that. I buy that. It, I it's, think it's under, and the number's gone up a tick. I think it's up to 47, last I checked. Defensive lines. Both mm-hmm, Both teams. You've you've bought into defensive lines now. Yes, absolutely. both teams have defensive lines. And Iowa State's for sure got two linebackers. Yes. Mike Rose, I mean, he's a true freshman, and he's won the job. Speaking of linebackers,
2: is it over for Imani Jones
1: as a middle linebacker? Uh, It's funny. When we go back to the month of August, and he was the one constant. Well, you don't have to worry about him. He's going to be there It's the other two spots. And then he loses his gig what, early in the second quarter, his, his, his um, starting job had been taken away. I, I don't know. Um, there, there must have been something there for him to be anointed and, and to seemingly have been not gifted the spot, but he was going to be the guy. What, what did Ferentz say, that, the, that he was too hyped up, that the game yep. that he was running around too fast, that he was trying to outthink the game instead of you know trying to make it slow down a little bit? No, I don't think so, to answer your question.
2: Well, you remember back in the spring before he won the middle job, he was originally competing for the Will spot, the basically other inside linebacker in the Iowa scheme. They play outside, but it's an in, inside linebacker spot. Because he he's an amped-up guy, mm-hmm. he plays with that intensity, maybe he is better in that spot where he's not having to worry about making calls. He can He can roam a little bit more out there. We know the speed and athleticism you've seen on the kickoff team the last two years that he has the explosiveness that that he has as as a tackler, maybe the will spot is better for him. Hockaday, and maybe that's something they can tinker with. Probably not this week, but maybe next week.
1: Yeah, when you and I T- come to town. Solo. Tinker
2: around with that a little bit and see, all right, we think Amani Jones is one of our three best, just might not be a middle linebacker. Let's play around with it a little bit. Something to keep an eye on
1: going mm. forward. So let me ask you this. Who do you think will... Throw for more yards in this football game. Throw and run for more yards. You think Iowa State will outrush Iowa? Yes. I do, too. How about how about on the arm of the quarterback? What quarterback will have more success through the air? Or what... I mean, let's let's hope that it's Stanley and Kemp that finish the right, game. Yeah. But You get my point. Um, who will throw for more yards in this football game? Because I think Iowa State will. I do, too. So... Oh, boy. The defensive line. I mean, that, yes. That's what, I mean, and again, we didn't see Iowa State. We saw mm-hmm. Iowa. And in the final 30 minutes, they looked really good. But I think Iowa State is going to run for more yards. I think they're going to pass for more yards. I think Iowa has a an edge, if it's a close game, in the kicking game. Um, just because we don't know if Asali, I mean, we have no idea. if He won the kicking job. What yeah. does that mean? We know Racinos is pretty damn good. Mark yes. Moros thinks he's an NFL kicker. You just heard him say that yesterday. Yes,
2: absolutely. He so I think the they line. have
1: an edge there. Uh, both of the defensive lines are good. Iowa's offensive line, I th- I believe, is going to be better than Iowa State's. I keep hearing about Iowa State's. I have no idea. I didn't see them. Both teams, though, welcoming, in, welcoming
2: back offensive linemen that were suspended last week. It's true. Worse than Jackson. Mm-hmm. Continuity along the offensive line. Especially at the Iowa. With the zone-blocking scheme, I mean, how often have we seen talented offensive lines look bad early in the year? And then by the time they get to October, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, now, not only do you have that, now you're welcomed in two new guys. And how much work do they have to put in leading into Northern Illinois to have them play that effectively? How much time did that take away from Wirfs and Jackson and, and Reps? It just... There's so many layers to this. I love this football matchup.
1: I do, too. Who will get sacked more in this football game? Kyle Kempt. I think he will, too. Yeah. I think he will, too. Kyle Kempt. You know what? I spent the last night watching, the, uh, watching the, um, the Eagles in Atlanta. There's a couple of things, just real quick. I know we got to get to Dylan Mons. Mm-hmm. The NFL still doesn't know what is a catch. Julio <laughs> Jones made a catch had the catch taken away from him. The penalties made me sick just because there's so many of them. You know, when when Philadelphia was on offense, you know who I watched every, I shouldn't say every play, but I'll say four out of five plays, my eyes never left this guy. Who am I talking about? Mm. I think he's maybe elite at his position. Who is it? Number 71, Jason Peters. Ah, Jason Peters. He is so good, Trent Conn. If you want to watch an offensive lineman dominate, here's the thing. If there was a higher league than the NFL, (laughs) Jason Peters would be in it. He'd be a captain? He would be. He is so good. Watching him push around, whoever was... Had the misfortune of drawing him last night. My (laughs) God, man amongst boys, and it is most weeks with Jason Peters. Dylan Motz is here next. We will take a timeout. Uh, When we come back, we'll talk Iowa State. We're going to get some camera lard in there because this is a really wonderful story. Uh, so far, so good, Cameron Lard. Keep it up, young man. Trent and I are here until 2. Tom Caker, coming up at 12.45. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG.
3: Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right rather you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines' Big Talker 1700
0: KBGG. Build your business. At Sinorama of Urbandale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom signs and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Urbandale, the way to grow your business. 3368 one hundred Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash
4: IATech.
1: Suicide prevention starts with everyday heroes like you. Join us on Sunday, September the 16th at DMac Campus in Ankeny as we walk to fight suicide and raise awareness about mental health. Be a part of a movement turning hope into action and create a culture that's smart about mental health. Funds raised at the walks will benefit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. You can find out more by going to AFSP.org.
0: Now at Menard, save big money on your next project with 11% off- Everything Mastercraft is the name to know for quality doors, they're factory assembled to provide the best fit and perfect seal every time. Get 11% off any stock or special order Mastercraft exterior door. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through September 8th, savings are a mail in rebate, some exclusions apply. See store for details. not our everyday sale at Kohl's. Shop hundreds of epic deals in-store and online. No coupons needed. Women's tops, $5.99. Men's polos, $7.99. Kids tops, $7. Young men's thermals, $11.99. Carry-on luggage, $69.99. Bath towels and pillows, 3 for $10. Stock up, save big, and get Kohl's cash. Hundreds of epic deals storewide, Wednesday through Sunday at Kohl's. Select styles. See store or kohls.com for
2: details. Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workout. it's not too late to rent the heritage carousel for your late summer or fall outing this is a -a one-of-a-kind venue that will keep your guests talking long after the party ends we've hosted everything from birthday parties to rehearsal dinners the heritage carousel is owned and operated by the des moines carousel foundation and is a
5: not-for-profit organization if you would like to have your next event at the heritage carousel go to heritagecarousel.org for more information on renting the carousel
2: sportscards.com Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at completeautoraps.com.
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller & Conlon on 1700 KBGG.
1: It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KVGG. Trent Cotton and myself take you until 2. You know what I don't buy? I don't buy that people are not watching the NFL because some guy's got a TV commercial. right? No, I, I don't buy it. I don't buy do it, it for you. a second. Look, My ex-wife could have bought the entire commercial block uh, on NBC last night, and her first commercial would be her harping at me what I was going to do in the next 10 years of my life. And the next 30 seconds is her telling me I drink too much over and over and over again. I'm not turning the game off. I'm a football fan. If you're a football fan, you're watching football, I think, regardless if some guy's got a commercial. What does that have to do with it? I've never understood it. I'm I don't not get buying it, it for a second. Right? Those people aren't fans. They're not football fans. Plain Easy and enough. simple.
2: So maybe that's what they're losing. They're just losing. They're losing the, the fringe. fringe base that's yes.
1: looking for an excuse not to watch football. Exactly. That's how I see it. Uh, Dylan Monde, Ames Tribune, joins us uh, as we talk Iowa State basketball and football because Dylan's wearing two hats. As uh, Travis Hines is taking a little paternity leave. Yeah, The Cam Lard story, Dylan Montz, I find myself openly rooting for this young man now. Uh, that's great that he was willing to you know, to at least um, listen to the fact that he needed to get some help, that he wasn't going in the right direction. Glad he did. Hope it has a good ending. Uh, you had, you uh, and uh, the media people had an opportunity to speak with him yesterday. Uh, give us your takeaway on that, Dylan.
4: A different kid, uh, and talking to him yesterday, and it's uh, just in the in the past year or so that he's been on campus for a year and a half. Um, you know, he was pretty short with the answers, and you know, would would engage at times, but not necessarily fully. And and yesterday, it, it just felt like he was so present, and and just had a full grasp on on kind of the journey he's been through, and and kind of getting the help he needed, and, and getting reintegrated with the team. So um, he the messages are. are seeming to, to sink in and, and seep through right now. And he said the biggest thing he learned over the summer was how to face adversity, um, not, you know, not only on the court, certainly, but in, in his life, too. So I think it, it, it was a good summer for him, obviously, to kind of um, be around a community that um, would, would help him like that and, and obviously uh, get him back to Iowa State and, and ready to go for the season. So it sounds like um, he's excited to be back and, and learned a lot over the summer.
2: You know, this uh, maybe isn't the right time. Maybe it is, Dylan. But I know the question has to remain for the fans out there. What was he doing as it pertains to basketball? How much work was he able to get in? Did, was it individual workouts? What, what in terms of basketball, was he yeah, able no to Cap do this City summer? League. That's a good point.
4: Yeah, it sounded like he was able to lift a little bit over the summer. And I, I'm sure they had a gym out there. Um, it was at Chris Heron's wellness uh, facility. So, I'm sure it was, um, you know, th- there was some basketball component to it, but it sounds like he needs to get back in shape. Um, and I guess when you spend away, uh, a summer away from strength and conditioning and, and, you know, being able to get that daily work in um, and having that be a big part of your focus is uh, was lacking. But he, he looked big. He looked strong. Uh, you know, I don't think he's in terrible shape. I'm not trying to say that. But I think um, he wants to trim down a little weight and maybe um, 8 to 10 pounds um, so I think that's his focus right now is kind of getting back um, into his playing weight, which he said is maybe 240, 245. So that's, um, that's kind of what he's zeroed in on right now is, as well as kind of the, the social aspects of, of um, being back on campus and being around his team again.
1: Dylan Montz covers Iowa State. Amestrib. dot com, dot uh, can follow up Dylan on Twitter at Dylan Montz. Well, Dylan, let's talk. Uh, let's talk some football. And I have to assume that the uh, offensive linemen at Iowa State are, you know, they're fed up this week of um, of hearing that the game is on them. That uh, if Iowa State's going to win, they're going to have to try and keep that. That really good. Uh, Iowa defensive front off of them. They're going to have to give Kyle Kemp time. They're going to have to open up some holes for David Montgomery. Have you had a chance to uh, to talk offensive line this week, and am I correct in thinking that they've had enough of uh, hearing that uh, if Iowa State's going to win, it's up to them?
4: Yeah, I yeah. talked to Josh Kniffle on, on Monday, or what is it? It was Tuesday. Now I get confused with the the days that Iowa right. State with his press conference. No, but he said... Um, you know they, they obviously recognize the kind of the challenge that's in front of them with um, with that defensive line just because that unit is so big and and fast and can really um, uh, affect uh, the backfield and invade the backfield. So uh, I think they're using it though um, in the right way. It sounds like um, they're using it as a challenge, but um, you know it, it'll be interesting because uh, Josh Mueller and, and Colin Newell both first time starters on the offensive line. Um, missed out on some really valuable reps on, on Saturday against South Dakota State. So this will be their first real real test in seeing what they can do out there. So I think the game really does still come down to that, but it's it's a challenge that they – it sounds like they're accepting with open arms um, just based on what, what Knipple was saying. But um, that, that's the first thing I'm going to be watching is, is how does that group respond, especially early.
2: You know, another question that I have, we've talked about the talent of of Iowa's tight ends. Mike Rose, how he holds up. He was out there to open things up defensively for Iowa State. Does Iowa work a little bit in that middle of the field and and test the true freshman right away? And if that's the case, how quick of a hook do you think there would be if Rose would struggle early on?
4: Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I'm sure they'll they'll test that early on just because I think Hawkinson and Sander are are the two guys that they like anyways. Um, They're going to be guys they look to regardless of of who's in the middle, but, uh, it'll be a big test for him too. And, and that's again, where you miss out on, on those valuable routes of playing, you know, 50, 50, 60 snaps or whatever against South Dakota state. So, um, I, I think they'll, they'll go to him early, but uh, I think, um, the hook probably won't be as quick because you do have guys like Willie Harvey or Marcel Spears, uh, on either side of them that they can kind of help him navigate maybe some of the trickery that goes into it and, and help some of the coverage there. But, um, there's gonna be a lot on his plate on Saturday. So how he responds and how the offensive line responds are are the biggest questions probably on either side of the ball, aside from um how quickly can Kyle Kemp get rid of it, um, on those quick routes or, or you know, some of those short passing plays.
1: Uh, secondary wise, um, and in particular, you know, I don't know who's gonna be tasked to cover the you know, the, the two weapons that, that I really does have in the passing game, because I'm not sold on their wide receivers yet, but I'm sure sold, as everybody is, on uh, Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson. Who do you think is going to be asked to to limit those guys? Not shut them down, because I'm not sure that you can, but who will be asked to limit the very talented Hawkeye tight ends?
4: Yeah, I think if it's a situation where they are going over, going over the middle, um, you'll see Greg worth get really involved probably and slowing them down and um you know he's a guy that spent time at a power five program and was uh, you know was uh, played really well at Trinity Valley in community college and it's his first year at Iowa State so that there's a lot of newness in some really key areas but i think um they really liked what he he's done in preseason camp and and kind of shouldering some of the leadership and responsibility for that back end there alongside PV and and Payne but I think if you're probably going to try to slow down those, those tight ends, if they get the ball over the middle especially, uh, you at least have a guy that they rely on um, in the back end in Isworth that can kind of help um, mm-hmm. you know, prevent some of the big plays that might occur.
2: What does this mean for Matt Campbell? 0-2 in the series. What what would a win mean for him in state? He has recruited Iowa harder than some past coaches, not all, but some. He recruits the Midwest, though, and, and kind of the Big Ten footprint more than anybody I certainly can remember. What do you think a victory over the in-state rival does for Matt Campbell?
4: Yeah, it's it's interesting, and I wrote a little bit about this today, but I don't know if my story's going to come out um, later today or tomorrow morning especially or for sure, but I think it's, a, it's kind of uh, like South Dakota State where it's a culture versus culture matchup, and that's kind of what it's going to come down to. Um, he talked this week about the the game in 2016, the 42 to three, and how um, humbled uh, he was uh, sitting in the postgame game afterward, and and just how um, how much of an eye opener that was uh, for the team uh, in general. That uh, you have to go about things a certain way and really buy into process uh, because that's what Iowa has done so well for. Um, you know, obviously Kirk 20 years, but even uh, with Hayden Fry, obviously so. I think um, that was an eye-opener last year, that 44-41 uh, overtime game was another eye-opener op- eye that you have to, you know, not only play the full game, but maybe play a little bit beyond sometimes and really kind of, um, you know, you have to be able to finish somehow. So I think there's been benchmarks the last two years in this game where it was an eye-opener in terms of culture, it was an eye-opener in terms of finishing. So if they were able to kind of um, get over the hump this year and get a win, it would kind of signify um, a change within the program that things are um, becoming a little bit more team-wide of, of buying into that and, and really kind of taking ownership of things. So I think that's where the significance is mostly that Iowa State is actually um, taking steps as a program to, to be more consistent.
1: Take me into the uh, the confidence. What kind of kid is Connor Asali or, Bra- or Braden Narvison? I mean, Dylan, th- this could be – you know, twenty-one, twenty, Iowa, last-second opportunity for Iowa State to, uh, for Asali or for Narvison or for Chris Francis. Probably the underclassman Narvison or Asali would get that opportunity. But, I mean, 70,000 fans at Kinnick Stadium, your first collegiate kick. You need this to propel your school to a win over your in-state rival. Makeup-wise, what about the two kickers?
4: Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's a kind of a cliche or saying that kickers are a little bit different, so <laughs> I, I don't know if the uh, things um, maybe get to them as much, or they have kind of these interesting or unique techniques, and I think a lot of it has to do with breathing and kind of this Zen-like um, being that they have out there, but, uh, it, and Connor Sally said that this week, um, you know, you can have all the confidence in the world, and um, you can do all these techniques and be prepared and be as proficient as a kicker as possible, but Um, Kind of like Matt Campbell has said, too, it's really hard to say uh, until you get out there under the ice and get in that situation what it's going to be like. Uh, You can recreate it all you want in practice, put guys in in, um, pressure situations, but uh, until you get out there, it's hard to say. And I'm I'm sorry if it's kind of a cop-out answer, but it is hard to say. But I I think talking to those guys, um, they're as prepared as they can be for it. Um, So now it's just kind of if they get in that moment – um, seizing it and, and kind of sticking to what they've done. Mm.
1: Dylan Monts, Ames Tribune. Uh, we will continue to read at com. The Iowa State side of things. All the coverage there. Will Hines be back and accompanying you over to
4: <laughs> Iowa City this week? You will not. We'll be we'll be missing him and, and keeping him updated from, from Iowa City, from his home. Uh, There'll
2: be a big uh, bonus in that, that There shack. should
1: be. And I'll say this, the Ames Trib is in good hands, Dylan. You will do just fine. Good stuff, Dylan Montz. Appreciate you coming on. Talk to you on
4: Monday, my friend. All right, sounds good, guys. Thank you.
1: Dylan Monts, Ames Tribune, as we get the Iowa State side of things. Good good piece, good stuff on uh, Cam yes, Lard yes. there, too. Um, Tom Caker supposed to join us next. Now, we've got a little conundrum uh-oh, in
2: here. Uh-oh, uh-oh. What's going I
1: mean, on? You know, it's freaking... Out of, on a football Friday? I know.
2: Mike Zimmer. Yeah? Yeah, he's got a lot of nerve. Oh, he, is he screwing with our
1: show? Yes. Come on, Zim. Right? Yeah. He I mean... just called an audible... And our friend Paul Allen may not be <laughs> we may have to change the time starting next week. He's gonna try. But so so I offered him twelve forty five and I'll move Tom into his spot. Sure. Didn't hear back from him. Okay. All right. Zimmer. Well you got some work to do here and during I'm this break. I'm kind of a closet Vikings not fan, but I root for this team. It's my son's team and I'd love to see You look you look good in purple. <laughs> you know my wife brought me home yesterday? I'm going <laughs> to wear it in one of these days, too, because I don't care what NFL jersey I wear. Not jersey, but what are these things called? Like Pullover. Pullover, right? It's um, Under Armour gear, and mm-hmm. I guess she found some seconds somewhere. Okay. And the prices were just, like, dirt cheap. Tampa Bay? Lions. Lions. So your buddy will be very happy. Yes, healthy.
2: yeah. Our, our buddy up in Akity that's been uh, texting, hey, we need to talk a little more Lions. Right. Well, so you have got you another
1: want, fan up there now. Th- th- indeed. Indeed. Now, I would never do that with my NHL team. She knows better than to bring home, like, a Colorado Alves or a Black Minnesota Hawks. Wild or a Black Well, any of them. Any of the other 30. Hockey's where you put your foot down. Yes, but I'll wear Detroit Lions, Under Armour, brand new tags still on
2: it. It'll be great. People will be asking about the Lions, and you can pretend <laughs> to be a fan. Yeah, right. Um, I'd, I'd be stumped. You in, you in danger. You just got to talk to Danger for a li- little bit. Lions fans He's said, a Lions fan. Oh. Well, but you guys always Pittsburgh talk hockey. Penguins, ads. yes,
1: and a Detroit.
2: Lions. How the hell does that happen? Well, isn't it kind of like everybody? I mean, if you don't live in a pro city, guess, you, yeah. who's kind of good? Yeah, during...
1: probably true. Um, we will come back with uh, Tom Cakert. Oh, okay, will be Tom Cakert. It will be Tom Cakert. when we come back. It's the Ken Miller Show on seventeen hundred KBGG. You found your
0: home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG.
6: Does overpaying for something make sense? We don't think it does at Charterhouse Real Estate. That is why we have completely changed the commission structure at our real estate firm from what you are used to hearing about. Gone are the days of 6 or 7% to sell your home. We charge $24.95 plus 3%. Don't worry if that sounds a bit odd. Just know that on average, our sellers save thousands in real estate commission when they sell their home with us. The best part is our sellers still get full service, including social media marketing, their home on the MLS, a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate, and we are changing the way you think about selling your home join us for the alzheimer's association walk to end alzheimer's go to alc.org slash walk to register for an event near you together we can end alzheimer's
7: this is the worst place in the world to play football or the best it's
0: a true home field advantage here in kansas city
7: here you're greeted with a menacing This crowd. Or an invigorating welcome home. Mary. Where you drown in a sea of red. Or feel the support of an entire kingdom. The last place you want to be. Or the only place you want to be. This is a stadium filled with memories.
3: Dante Hall's going to do it again. Or nightmares.
7: A louder-than-life family. A larger-than-life fall Some call it hostile. We call it home.
0: let's
7: go! Welcome to Arrowhead. Welcome to Chiefs Kingdom. Tickets at Chiefs.com. I'm so
3: happy. Football's back. Fire up the grill and crack open a cold one, because it's time to celebrate with an approved by Joe tailgate. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital City Motor Company. This month, bring me your old car and score the nicer, newer ride you've been fantasizing about for just ten dollars down. Sack your old car and start driving a nicer, newer car of your dreams. Has the ref thrown a flag on your past credit problems? My one and only for the people credit approval process is the game changer you've been waiting for. We huddle up with the banks and lenders and call the audibles to get you approved and back in the game. Guaranteed. Stop driving a car you hate and pump it! And drive home a nicer newer car today for just ten bucks down. I'm throwing a Hail Mary to make my month, and I need your help. Trade in your old car and drive for just 10 bucks down this is for a limited time so get in here and score before the clock runs out i'm joe clemens and i'm your dealer for the people come see us at capital city motor company in des Moines on east university one block off i-235 on the state fair side call 265-1467 or online at approved by joe.com approved by joe.com requirements.
6: It's one thing to be aware of breast
2: cancer. It's another to do something about it. Here's to the heroes who lift each other up and make a difference. Who get out there, take action. Every step, every dollar. Every voice matters. Join us in the fight against breast cancer and be a hero. Get registered today for the Susan G. Komen Des Moines Race for the Cure on October 27. And help us provide life-saving research and breast health services to women in our community. Visit KomenGreaterIowa.org slash DMRace to get registered today.
4: You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy.
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on seventeen hundred KBGG. All right, welcome back to the Miller Show,
1: seventeen hundred KBGG. Paul Allen, one fifteen. Oh, back in. He's in. Woo! Zimmer must have heard it. Got, got Take wind. Take that, Zim. The boys in Des Moines are not happy with you, yes. Coach. Uh, Paul Allen will join us, and then we'll switch him next week. Uh, we will get to Tom Kakert right now. Let's talk some Hawks. It's a big recruiting weekend, apparently, Tom Kakert. Um, tell us about that before we get into the X's and O's about Hawk. How are you, Tom?
5: I'm doing well. Yeah, it's... You know, honestly, it's probably a bigger weekend for Fran McCaffrey. Okay. Just because... Yeah. Um, you know they've got a couple of five-star kids on campus. That doesn't happen too often. One of them in uh, 2019, uh, um, Trace Jackson Davis, who's uh, um, you know down to five schools and visited UCLA last week. Got uh, Iowa this weekend, and Indiana seems to be kind of the the assumed favorite for him since he's an Indiana kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Xavier Foster. <clears throat> The uh, excuse me, kid from uh, Oskaloosa. He is. Uh, they have that new rule now where juniors can make official visits in the fall. So he's going to take advantage of that and make an official visit to Iowa uh, this weekend. So that's a that's a big get, and along with Patrick McCaffrey and then uh, Joe Toussaint, a three-star point guard from uh, the Bronx, is going to make his official. So um, yeah, big weekend for Fran and also um, for uh, Kirk. Uh, Josiah Meeman, a tight end that they're really high on. He's probably the number one guy on their board at that position uh, that's remaining. They've already got Logan Lee as a tight end. They're looking to add another one. And uh, I, I think, uh, you know, they've got a good shot, maybe not this weekend, but down the road of getting him.
1: Mm-hmm. So remove McCaffrey from the equation because I got to think they got a pretty good chance there. <laughs> but, but of the other three, Tom, um, more likely to be a Hawkeye of the other three?
5: Uh, probably Joe Toussaint, I would say, just because his off, he, he put out a list of four and it was like Dayton, UNLV, uh, type schools. It wasn't, uh, you know, Wichita state was on there, which, mm-hmm. you know, is interesting, but yeah. I don't even know if, I don't even know if those schools have even offered him or if they're just recruiting him. I know Iowa was offered him. I think Dayton may have offered Toussaint, but I don't know about the two other schools. So um, just kind of the buzz is that it'd be, it would be kind of surprising if he doesn't commit either on the visit or, um, after he, you know, gets home. Cause they're going to bring in Brian Greenley the next week and there's, you know, a chance, it's one spot for a point guard. And uh, after that, Yuri Collins would come in. So, uh, it's going to be one of those three. They'll have a point guard by the end of the month. I, I'm pretty confident in that. And I think it'll be Toussaint, but, um, you know, he's probably going to have to get that done um, early next week if he's going to do it.
2: Let's get into the football and the matchups uh, that we're going to see. We talked about Iowa State not having a game, what that means. We, we've talked about all that, all this, Tom. What do you think is the biggest matchup on the field? Is it uh, something in the middle of the field, something on the outside? What's your X factor, if you will, in this matchup?
5: You know, what I think might determine this game is the play of both teams, middle linebackers. Cyclones are going with a a young guy and you don't know how they're going to react, especially, you know, what do you get? Like three plays, Mm -hmm. five plays, whatever it was, uh, you know, that's, that's not a lot of experience and that's a big spot. And then, um, then you look at Iowa with, you know, uh, Imani Jones getting benched, mm-hmm. Hockaday in there. It still feels kind of unsettled. You don't know what you're going to get. And as I wrote today in my preview, Josie Jewell's not walking in that door. <laughs> so um, no, he he got... he's facing the
1: Seahawks on Sunday. <laughs> he,
5: yes, he is. He's 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 going to go get paid. Yeah, uh, to to play football now. So um, it, I think that just plays a huge role in this game because you know if Montgomery gets going. You know he could he could easily go for 200 yards if if Iowa can't mm. shut him down and you know if you look deeper inside Iowa's rush defense uh, last week you know they only gave up 101 but some of those uh, the sacks count in that so it's just when their running backs ran it was like five yards a carry so I I don't know I'm just a little uh, concerned from an Iowa perspective about that and then. We saw what Iowa did in the second half, and they'll get Worf's back. They'll get Larry Jackson back. That that run game should be solid. But then, you know, there's the rumblings that Ivory Kelly Martin might be dinged up, and how does that impact things? Um, You know, we'll have to see. I'm guessing he's probably going to be a game-time decision.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think if you're an Iowa State fan, and Chris Collinsworth even mentioned during the broadcast last night, I don't know if you guys caught that, uh, first game, more exhausted than you can possibly imagine, he said, and I can't explain why. And Iowa State didn't have that luxury of playing week number one, so we'll see if conditioning factors into it. You know, speaking of uh, dinged up with with Kelly Martin, Trent uh, shared something earlier that that he's uh, kind of um, I don't know if uncovered is the right word, um, but Nick Easley is is there something there? Maybe Tom injury wise,
5: there very well maybe. I mean, I was looking through snap count stuff, we've we've got a new relationship that we're going to really kind of kick off next week with uh, the pro football focus people who do all the snap counts and everything and was looking through some of the data uh, from last week and he only played like nine snaps. I mean, that's he had a big game against Iowa State last year. He had seven catches and uh, Smith-Marset had a a pretty big game, two touchdowns. So, yeah, easily, if he's, you know, limited that young group's got to really step up. And, um, you know, they haven't shown it quite yet. This, you know, obviously one game in, but they mm-hmm. haven't shown it. And you, they're going to have to. Otherwise, Iowa State's just going to stack the box. And here's the other thing. If Iowa State stays in that kind of that hybrid defense, um, those type of defenses have given Iowa problems. They just have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at Wisconsin, three fours and stuff like that. They 3-4 defenses have kind of. Been a, a difficult thing for Iowa running their stretch plays.
1: Tom uh, at report dot com, uh, how did you call the game?
5: I called it twenty four twenty one Iowa, but it wasn't a strong call. This is going to, I think, this is going to be another classic. Like la- last year was one of the best Syc games ever. Yeah, I thought it was, yeah. um, just it just you know so much drama, both teams coming back from deficits and. And then it going to overtime, and um, it was just, you know, an all-timer. And I, I think we're due for one of those last-second field goal games, and I think this is this is that game.
1: Uh, well, we'll keep our fingers crossed that it keeps us on the edge of our seats either way, whatever school you root for. Tom Cakert, thank yeah. you, Tom. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it.
5: Okay, thanks, guys.
1: Thank you, Tom Cakert. com as where you can read all of Tom's stuff. Good stuff there as well. Did you see his forecast? Did you haven't, haven't yet?
2: Been, haven't been able to. It's
1: up. It. It was a little up this reading in between shows. Ah, you do have a couple. You got to. Yeah. You've got to be studying depth charts too. You've got high school football. Tonight. I do. Urbindale hosting undefeated Lincoln. It's Love that matchup. Absolutely fun matchup. We'll come back. Uh, Dave Sinekin leads off the hour. Paul Allen one fifteen. Bama Bob and our picks from one thirty until one fifty five. It's the Ken Miller show. Trent and I until two on seventeen hundred KBGG.
0: Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We
3: are Tiki and Tierney giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Boom!
2: Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with a full or partial vinyl print wrap on your business vehicle, go to completeautoraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with a print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat.
8: Thinking about selling your home soon? Listen up as this will save you big money. Charterhouse Real Estate is a full service real estate firm that has eliminated the typical six or seven percent commission structure that you are used to. We charge sellers $24.95 plus three percent. We know math stinks, so think about it like this if you were selling a two hundred thousand dollar house, you would save roughly $3,500 with us versus a six percent commission. If your home is four hundred thousand, the savings would be $9,500. The best
0: Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play.
1: That's 729 or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof
0: it once, roof it right, right, roofing.
3: I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Buying a home should be one of life's best experiences, but today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher payments. And that can turn a great experience into an anxious one. At Quicken Loans, we've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. It's called the Power Buying Process. We check your income, assets, and credit to provide you with a verified approval, which can give you the strength of a cash buyer. Once verified, you qualify for our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days while you find your new home. Then, once you've found your new home, if rates have gone up, your rate stays locked. But if rates have gone down, your rate drops, and you get to keep that.